Welcome to The Marcus Warren Show, powered by 960 Digital and the Wealth Empowerment Network. Now, here is your host, Marcus Warren. All right, here we go on a Sunday. It's The Marcus Warren Show, the number one retirement and tax planning show in the region. I am your host, financial advisor, tax and road agent, and author of the retirement and tax playbooks, Marcus Warren. And I hope everyone is doing well on this Sunday. And to my left, I am joined by our resident tax professional, D. How you doing, D? Hello, and happy Sunday. And remember that if you miss any parts of the show, all you have to do to catch up is go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast, and subscribe to the Marcus Warren Show podcast. Also, Throughout the show, we will be offering a copy of my book, The Retirement Playbook, which has a brothel of information in there. Is that even, uh, can you use it like that? A brothel of information. I think you can. You know, people use brothel for different terms, but I think you can say (laughs) it has a brothel of information in there uh, that will help you get on the right path for retirement. Talks about um, taxes and how you can't predict the stock market. A lot of good information there. But all you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net. You go to warrenwealth.net, you put in your information, and you will receive a copy of my book there. And I'm getting uh, a, a, a head shake in a negative direction from my use of the word brothel. There's only one definition uh, really? for that word. Yes. Okay. Well, yes. well, there you go. I'm still I'm sticking with it. A brothel of information in that book. And once again, all you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net. All right. Um, so there are a lot of things, a lot of stuff going on in the news, a lot of different topics. But what we're not going to talk about is all these old people in Washington and in Congress, right? Joe, Diane, Mitch, Nancy. We're not going to talk about that. We're also not going to talk about uh, Margaritaville or Jimmy Buffett's death. We're not going to talk about that RIP, by the way, Jimmy Buffett. And we're definitely not going to talk about uh, the Dallas quarterback, um, Dak Prescott, how he went under uh, sedation for over 11 hours for a leg tattoo. We're not going to talk about that. You want to know why we're not going to talk about that? It's because we talk about retirement, finances, and money. Why is that? Well, because money matters. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, 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 Oh, right. You're still shaking your head over there about the brothel of information that my book contains. Um, using that the wrong way, and I will stop saying that now. Anyway, so let's talk about um, what we're here to talk about, which is financial planning. And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, financial planning takes on a a lot of different forms. There's personal financial planning, there's retirement uh, financial planning, there's tax planning, there's a a lot of stuff that's, that's out there. And there's a lot of information that's out there. Um, You know, you have a lot of um, so-called professionals, gurus, uh, claiming to be uh, financial professionals, and that can range anywhere from your 
uh, your person at the bank, to an insurance agent, to a stockbroker on on Wall Street. And, you know, one of the things that um, the consumer really it's it's a gift and it's a curse for a lot of consumers out there. And the gift and the curse is there is so much information out there. You can Google information. You can go on TikTok, uh, Facebook, although that's what I call the blind leading the blind on Facebook. Um, but then you got CNBC, you got Fox Business. There's so much information out there. Um, no one is short of being able to look something up. You always have to consider the source. But what you really need is experience, wisdom, and guidance, right? Because there's a sea, a sea of information out there, and a lot of people are drowning. And what do I mean by that? Um, uh, I was looking at this this survey um, uh, earlier this week, and uh, it listed out the top eight financial planning mistakes that most that the average uh, person makes. And as I was going through it, I was thinking, you know what? I see this all the time in my 20 years of uh, being a, uh, a financial planner. And so, you know, what are, you know, those mistakes that, that people make? Um, you know, the, the main one is, you know, really underestimating um, post-retirement expenses. So, you know, retirement, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have a drastic uh, reduction in your expenses, right? Um, you know, for some reason, uh, there's this, this myth out there that, hey, once I retire, I'm going to be able to live off of just, you know, 60% of my income because all my expenses will be a lot lower. And from my years in the industry, that's not the case. Now, while some costs may decrease, others, such as what do you got out there? You got travel, you got your different hobbies, leisure activities, spending money on the grandkids, whatever it may be, those may increase. And if you fail to plan for those post-retirement expenses, it can disrupt your budget in retirement. So I see that a lot. What else do I see? Whew, I see um, in retirement or financial planning mistakes. Poor investment decisions. And what do I mean by that? So retirees, they generally don't, don't have a plan. Or really just investors in general a lot of times. They really don't have a plan when they're talking about retirement strategies. And retirees can often make the mistake of being either too conservative or they can be too aggressive with their investments. Um, you know, if you're too conservative... Um, I, I, I have a, a number of different clients who I work with who want to air towards a conservative side. And I understand that. Um, but you, you, you want to have your money. You want to be able to have it and use it while you're retired, right? It, 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 it's not so much about the return on your money. It's about the return of your money. And you're actually able to use it and spend it uh, if you want to. However, you can't be too conservative because you have to stay uh, ahead of inflation. We had a lot, we had a big spike of, uh, of inflation the last uh, year or so, 
and people who were, you know, sitting in those conservative investments that weren't earning anything found themselves losing money because inflation was increasing more so than the returns on their investment. So you have to make sure um, that you're looking at that. On the flip side, you can also be too aggressive. And this is what I generally see um, right on the out on, on the onset of retirement for a lot of my clients. And so um, what happens is when you first start working for your company, when you, start, when you first start investing in your company retirement plan, you're a lot, lot younger. And so you tend to have more aggressive investments. And unfortunately, you just basically set it and forget it. And you don't make any adjustments along the way. And when you don't make those, those adjustments on, on the way, as you get older, like I said, you should be trying to focus more on the return of your investment. And a lot of times when you get to that retirement age, you still have those aggressive investments, which are subject to that market risk that's out there. And you have to make sure that you are balancing your investment por portfolio with assets that align with your risk tolerance and your financial goals. And by the way, you need to regularly review that and adjust your investments as needed. And, you know, one of the things that uh, a lot of uh, retirees do, especially in regards to poor investment decisions, is you're retired. So what do you have a lot more of? You have a lot more time. And when you have a lot more time, most of the time you're not out there looking to you know, hike Mount Kilimanjaro or, you know, swim uh, or, or, or enroll in a triathlon or anything like that. You tend to sit in your nice lounger and you tend to flip on the TV, that magical box that sits in front of you that spews out um, a lot of information and or misinformation, right? And a lot of times, because you have investments, you're watching the CNBCs or the Fox businesses. And unfortunately, those stations and channels, they are entertainment channels. Yes, they masquerade as providing a lot of you know, financial information and content, but basically their goal is to sell advertising. And in order to sell advertising, they have to make sure that eyeballs are glued to that screen. The way that they get eyeballs glued to the screen is by, you know, talking about different stocks and investors and CEOs that you know, and they talk about the stocks or they make their uh, uh, predictions and their proclamations about what the market's going to do, this recession that we have been supposed to be coming for the last year and a half. And they talk and they get people scared or they get people greedy, fear and greed. They, they, they basically profit off of fear and greed. And it causes the average individual investor to get caught up in emotions and make bad or poor investment decisions. I have had clients who I know that they're watching uh, these CNBCs and these shows and things of that nature or listening to crazy podcasts or whatever it may be. Not this one, by the way. This is a good one. But they'll call and they'll say, hey, I think we should get in minerals and mining out of the blue. And it's like, why? And it's because they just heard somebody talk about getting in minerals and mining. Or, hey, we should get into AI. AI is popping off now. Or, hey, we should get into Bitcoin and um, uh, cryptocurrencies. And it's just because it's the hot new thing. 
Or, hey, I heard interest rates are going up. But what about U.S. Treasuries? Let's get into U.S. Treasuries. And the bottom line is you make those poor investment decisions because you don't have a plan. Proper preparation prevents poor performance. If you properly prepare your portfolio, then you don't have to worry about the next hot stock tip or what some so-called guru is up there prognosticating about on that magical box called your TV in your living room, den, or office, whatever it is. You have to go in with the plan and know what you're doing. You can't make these poor investment decisions, especially once you're retired. Because like I said, it's not about, it's still about the return on your investment. I, I never want to take away with always trying to earn money on your money. But that becomes secondary when you're in retirement because now you need to live on that money. So you need the return of your money to make it to retirement. All right. So a lot of financial planning mistakes. I only got the two. I'm going to get to the other six coming up. So stay tuned. We're going to talk about the other six financial planning mistakes that retirees make. You're listening to The Marcus Warren Show. Okay, a little Otis Redding. Start this off. This is Try a Little Tenderness. That's right. Came out in 1966. A, uh, a top 25 hit in the U.S., top 50 hit in the U.K. Okay. So, you know, nice, uh, nice good song. It's building up. Yes. 1966 is great. By the way, you are listening to the Marcus Warren Show. Welcome back. You got Otis Redding playing in the back. We're about to continue to talk about financial planning mistakes. Oh, and by the way, you can get a copy of my book, The Retirement Playbook. All you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net to order and receive your copy of my book. A lot of good information in there, uh, retirement planning, uh, some tax uh, stuff in there, uh, but it really gives you the basis of how to make sure that you are prepared and ready for retirement. Remember, all you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net to get a copy of my book, The Retirement Playbook. All right, so um, we were talking about the eight uh, financial mistakes that a lot of uh, people make, uh, especially in retirement. We talked about um, underestimating uh, post-retirement expenses, and then we talked about poor investment decisions that retirees make. Let's keep this going. One of the, another thing that uh, another mistake that uh, people make when they are uh, financial or planning for retirement is, is that they ignore inflation. And inflation was easy to ignore, uh, really, for the last 10 years up until the last couple of years, because inflation, for the most part, was relatively low. But inflation, I always call it inflation, that invisible monster that continues to eat up your money. It eats up your money. 
while you're not even thinking about it. Because inflation, it erodes the purchasing power of your money over time. You know, you have to account for inflation in your retirement plan so you will avoid any shortfall down the road, right? And a lot of people have witnessed that uh, the last uh, the last year and a half when they've seen the price of milk, egg, cheese, butter, gas, all of that go up. And as you've seen those things go up, you've noticed that, hey, this, uh, this $100 I spent on groceries, you know, when I go to the grocery store, I used to walk out with four bags of stuff, four or five bags of stuff. Now I'm walking out with two bags of, of groceries. And that is inflation, my friend, right? Think about the price of uh, a stamp way back when. I remember when, when stamps were, um, I think it was 32 cents is when I remember. I, I, I heard that they were you know even cheaper than that way back in the day. But I, I remember when they were 32 cents not too long ago, and now it's what, double that. That is inflation, my friends. A lot of times in my workshop, I say, hey, how many paid more for their last car than they did for their first house? And I see a lot of hands go up, and I'm like, that is inflation. And you have to account for that. Because when you're um, estimating your retirement expenses, you have to factor in the inflation rate to ensure that your savings, that it sustains your lifestyle throughout your retirement years. Have to do that. All right. What else do you have to uh, worry about um, or, or some mistakes that, that can happen uh, in regards to financial planning? Um, let's talk about Social Security. Um, if you prematurely claim Social Security. So, you know, claiming Social Security benefits early, um, you can claim it as early as 62. But what people have to understand is that you get a reduced amount. And if you claim it at 62, you basically get 70 cents on the dollar. You're only getting 70% of what you would normally get at your full retirement age. And yes, unfortunately, us here in America, we have a savings problem um, and a retirement crisis, meaning that people haven't saved enough. And unfortunately, the majority of people claim Social Security early. They claim it before their full retirement age, which is generally around 66 or so. And when you do, you get that reduced benefit. And so that significantly, you know, decreases that amount that you're going to get, by the way, for the rest of your life. Um, and of course, you, you always need to consider your financial needs. If you need it, you just need it. If you need it at 62, you need it at 62. If you need it at 63, you just need it then. Um, you know, you have to uh, factor in life expectancy. Maybe you claimed it early because people in your family don't live long. So you don't want to wait till you're 67 or you don't want to wait until you're 70 because you're not going to get as much of it because people in your family don't live that long. Right. And then of course you have to, uh, factor in other income sources before deciding when to claim. Um, we have a tool that we use in our office, which is a social security maximizing tool that lets our clients know when the best time. Uh, is to take Social Security to maximize the full benefit. Um, if your advisor isn't doing those things for you, you can always go to talktomarcus.com. We can schedule a 15-minute phone call, and we can walk you through when the best time to claim Social Security would be. All right? Another mistake that uh, people make is they overlook health care costs. Um, health care expenses, that's one of the uh, highest expenses that you can potentially have in retirement. Right? Um, and so, uh, healthcare expenses, they tend to rise as, uh, you age and, you know, when, and as they rise, um, you have to have a plan to be able to pay for a lot of those things. Right. And so to maintain your finances, you need to account for potential healthcare costs, um, including 
insurance premiums or prescriptions or even long-term care. Long-term care is one of those things that um, if either you or your spouse has to spend any kind of uh, uh, exorbitant amount of time in a long-term care facility, that can devastate your retirement savings. And I always say you need to talk to, you know, a good fiduciary advisor about the best uh, health care insurance options or or long-term care insurance options. Um, You need to thoroughly explore and understand Medicare coverage. Um, And you have to create some sort of buffer with your retirement savings to cover unexpected medical costs. A lot of people don't think of those things, um, you know, here in our office, since we deal with uh, exclusively with um, retirement and retirement planning, uh, we have services for our clients to look at the best health care options, Medicare options, uh, Medigap policies, um, long-term care uh, options out there, because, you know, we have found that if you have those ducks in a row, those health care ducks in a row, uh, it really benefits you uh, long-term. So please Make sure that you have those things uh, and, and, and you're planning a lot for those uh, health care expenses. Um, another thing, too, is um, uh, that a lot of advisors or fiduciary advisors, uh, financial planners, whomever you want to call them, that um, uh, services that they don't offer that a lot of retirees uh, neglect is estate planning. Estate planning is often overlooked. As a matter of fact, we are uh, going to uh, start having uh, more estate planning workshops, um, you know, going into uh, l- later this year and then earlier um, in uh, 2024 because estate planning, it is uh, a lot of times people don't think about it, uh, but it's a crucial aspect of retirement preparation. Without a proper estate plan, your assets may not be distributed according to your wishes, right? And your loved one's They could face unnecessary financial and legal challenges. We've seen it a lot. You think that everything's going to be okay. You think that, you know, that will will suffice. And a lot of times it doesn't because you never know what's going to happen once you pass away. You need to make sure that uh, you consult with a good fiduciary advisor, of course, an estate planning attorney. You need to make sure that your will is updated. If you don't have a trust, maybe you need a trust. Maybe you need to establish one. Um, and you need to make sure that your beneficiaries on your, uh, your, if you're still working, you have a 401k, a company retirement plan. If you have an IRA, you need to make sure that your beneficiaries are um, designated correctly because that can have a, a, a huge effect on your estate moving forward. All right. If you've ever been, if you've been um, divorced, and you still have, you know, you may, you may have remarried, but you still have your ex-wife or your ex-husband as the beneficiary, as the beneficiary on one of those old 401ks. That um, could create some issues moving forward once you pass. Um, that, uh, of course, you won't be around to deal with it because you'll be dead. But, you know, maybe your new wife or your new spouse, your new husband, whoever that is, may have some issues. Or your kids may be like, what, what the heck? You know, she's still getting this and... and you know, what about us pops when you're long gone? Anyway, make sure that you don't neglect estate planning. Um, and then, of course, um, you have to make sure that you account for taxes. We talk about this all the time, right? 
taxes, not having a tax strategy. A matter of fact, if you, you don't have a full retirement plan, if you don't have a tax strategy, taxes are the one of the biggest expenses that you will have in retirement. Just because you're retired does not mean that taxes stop. Because you're still going to need an income from somewhere, right? Hopefully you've saved enough where you're going to be pulling money from your IRA or your retirement account. Yep, you probably are. And you know what happens when you pull money from those accounts? Oop, you're taxed. And you know what happens a lot of the times that people don't think about when you get Social Security? A lot of times, oop, you can be taxed on it. But Marcus, I already paid tax when I put it in. I had to pull the, you know, I had to pay a tax when I put it in. I, I don't get it. And it's, um, I'm taxed on the way out too. Yes, you are. Potentially. A lot of times uh, people are, are, are very surprised when we run our tax analysis and based on um, what they have in their IRAs or what they're pulling out of their IRAs, what their spouse is pulling out of their IRAs. If you happen to have you know, a pension, whether it's big or small, um, whether you have some rental income, whether you have a CD that you're getting a 1099 for each and every year, uh, all of that is taxable, taxable. And so you have to make sure that you have a tax strategy because you want more money going into your pocket and less going into Uncle Sam's. Like I said before, and I cannot say this enough, if you do not have a tax strategy, you don't have a complete retirement plan. If you need a tax strategy, of course you can contact us. You can go to talktomarcus.com, set up a 15-minute phone call, we can see where you are, and then map out those strategies for you. But you cannot afford to make those mistakes that I outlined in retirement. And if you think you're making those mistakes, like I said, talk to us. We can help. All right. All right. Coming up next, we are going to dive in and answer your emails. You are listening to The Marcus Warren Show. Right, we're gonna let some sunshine in, right? That's right. <laughs> so this is the fifth dimension. Okay. All right. This song came out in 1969. Okay. The age of Aquarius, by the way. That's right. right. Um, number one in the U.S. and number eleven in the U.K. Okay. So a big song. Big hit. Fifth dimension. Mm-hmm. Big hit for them. Big hit. I think that's what we need to do. We need to continue to let this sunshine in. You know? Oh, yeah. Sunshine only you know, brings in good vibes, good rays. When the sun is out, the guns come out. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not talking about the firearms. Oh, you know, okay. Arm. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about arms. Arm, arms. Arms, arms, not firearms. That generally uh. comes out when the sun's out, <laughs> at least in my neck of the woods. Anyway, welcome back to the show, The Marcus Warren Show. Remember that you can request your copy of The Retirement Playbook, which is a fantastic best-selling Amazon book. I can't say you know anything else, but best-selling book that uh, I wrote that um, gives retirees a lot of information in regards to retirement planning. 
talk about taxes in there. We talk about stock market. We talk about all the things that are relevant to retirees as you are in retirement or as you are approaching retirement. And you can get your free copy by going to warrenwealth.net. You go to warrenwealth.net, put in your information, and we will deliver that USPS to your front door. Once again, go to warrenwealth.net. Another couple of things that I wanted to talk about before we get into um, emails um, was um, uh, another mistake that I left out, which is people neglect financial planning or the importance of financial planning just in general, or even working with I'm a good fiduciary uh, advisor. Um, You know, um, you know, a lot of times people think that it might be too late uh, to find financial opportunities, opportunities, especially in a volatile market or even plan for for retirement. Um, You know, you may, you know, feel that you procrastinated and, and it's too late and you regret it. But the thing is that it's not too late. And one of the things that I always try to do is I always try to find mentors and benchmarks, you know, to look up to. And, you know, when you look at successful retirees, successful uh, investors, even the ultra wealthy, um, you know, one of the things that they all have in common is that they have a team of trusted experts that they look to. They don't try to do everything on their own, right? They understand the value of having, uh, you know, a good attorney around, a good uh, tax person around, a good financial advisor around, whatever that may be, to guide them to make, you know, good and prudent financial uh, decisions. And I think that's what um, retirees or the average individual investor needs to look to do. You know, of course, you know, being a financial planner, of course, I would be saying that. But um, like I said, if you look at, um, you know, the the ultra rich, the people who are successful, they always have other advisors that guide them along to make sure that they miss a lot of those potholes that they would otherwise hit if they did not have that guidance. I think one of the reasons why um, maybe people don't look for a financial advisor is, um, well, a couple of reasons. First is it's tough to find somebody who is trustworthy and who um, you know will look out for your best interest instead of trying to sell a security or a product that's going to give them a commission. But the other thing I think is, is it a mindset shift from what you talk about uh, your mountain example, your mountain climbing example, the accumulation versus the distribution phase where a lot of Americans have have saved a lot of money um, during their careers and they're like well why do I need an advisor I've done a great job myself uh, putting money away saving um, auto investing it and and letting it grow and then that change happens in the distribution phase where now there's a lot of questions that that you have to answer when you are getting ready to retire when to take social security how to keep your money invested which investments should you um, which, what should you invest in during yep. a time where you are trying to mitigate risk? Um, you know, where do you get that health insurance? Uh, where to pull income from when you need it, when it takes Social Security and the income gap that happens after you retire before you take Social Security. So all those questions come up that I think maybe people don't think about. And a lot of advisors might not even focus on because they are focused on just investments and growth and not looking at the comprehensive whole picture um, sort of advice. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, it definitely, you know, is that way. And another thing too, you know, yes. And mm-hmm. 
is they look at uh, the potential cost. Yeah. And they don't see the value or understand the value that when you have that guidance, if you're paying, you know, somebody that one or so percent, whatever that advisor charges, by the way, um, is that um, generally when you're paying that, you generally get a return on your investment threefold. And I think Vanguard did, did mm-hmm. Vanguard did a study that says people who work with financial advisors generally average about 3% extra a year on their investments, which when you um, compound that, that is a, a huge return for whatever you may be paying or afraid to pay, you know, someone because that, but, and you are right. You have to find that, that right one, a good fiduciary advisor, brokers, stock brokers aren't cutting it anymore. Those commission based, uh, stock brokers don't cut it anymore. You need to find someone who is more fee based, um, who is a fiduciary where you can have the confidence that then when they are guiding you along or telling you, uh, what to invest in or what to reallocate into that, you know, that, you know, they, they're not doing it to get that extra commission that it doesn't matter what, what you, what investment you have because you're already paying them. So you're basically sitting on the same side of the table. So there you go. There you go. All right. Um, let's do this. Let's jump into, uh, I guess we'll jump into a few emails. I was, I was going to talk about 401ks, but uh, I may save that for, uh, for the next show. But let's jump into some emails here. Yes, it's email, email time. It's time to check the mail. Hey, folks, if you're in that distribution phase of your, your retirement or about to be and you have some questions for Marcus, just visit talktomarcus.com. Click on the Ask Marcus button. Tell us your name. Tell us your question. And we might answer it on the show. Again, talktomarcus.com. Click on the Ask Marcus button. Ask us your questions about retirement planning, financial planning. We'll answer it on the show. First question today is from Cheryl. She says, my husband retires soon. What is the best way to withdraw from his 401k? If he draws at all, it will put us in a very high tax bracket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, Cheryl, yeah, you should not draw it all in one fell swoop. It really depends. You have to look at your, you have to have an income plan. Um, you know, once again, that's something else that, that we do here um, in our offices. We um, design income plans for, for our clients because a lot of times you've saved all this money in your company retirement plans and you think that, okay, I can just pick from it or I just can take it all out and I put it in my savings account and continue to pick from it. But what you really have to do is you have to do a couple of things. One is you need to look at your guaranteed income streams. And Cheryl, you may be asking yourself, uh, we don't have any guaranteed income streams. My husband, I don't have a pension. He doesn't have a pension. There's no guaranteed income streams. Ah, contraire, mon frere. You do have one. And that is called Social Security. And will it be, and we can argue about will it be guaranteed your whole retirement and blah, 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 and, you know, social insecurity, all that stuff. But for now, the way it currently is, you have your guaranteed income streams. You have Social Security, Right. Um, your husband will have one and you will be able to, if you didn't work, um, you'll be able to at least get half of his. So you have those guaranteed income streams. On the other end, you have on the other side of, of uh, uh, the cliff, so to say, uh, so to speak, you have your lifestyle or your retirement expenses or what you want to do, your retirement budget. And a lot of times there is a gap between the guaranteed income and the lifestyle you want to have in retirement. And you generally bridge that gap with the IRA or the 401k savings, right? And so that is how you kind of can determine how much to withdraw. And what you have to understand is any amount that comes from that 401k or that tax deferred account 
it is taxable. And it also counts as what is called provisional income, which can then determine that provisional income basically is the formula that the IRS, the income the IRS uses to determine how much of your social security is going to be taxed. And so you have to take all that thing, all those things into uh, account when you're pulling money from that 401k. Um, you didn't mention if you have any kind of Roth or any kind of tax free investments, which, which would help, but the best way to withdraw from his 401k, uh, Cheryl is very carefully and from a tax standpoint. And if you need assistance with that, go to talktomarcus.com and I'll be able to assist you and help you out. All right, let's do one more. Okay, next one is from Brian. He says, is there any advantage to converting an IRA to a Roth IRA before your RMD age? Oh, yeah, Brian. You must not listen to the show because I talk about this all the time. Um, But, Brian, you're not by yourself. There's a lot of people who don't listen to the show. (laughs) A lot of people. Anyway. um, Wait a minute. It's a good show. uh, Oh, yeah. We're the number one retirement and tax planning show in the region, but uh, that's the region. It's not the nation, so... You know how small this region is. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so, oh, absolutely. Um, You know, right now, Brian, we are in the lowest tax environment that we've seen probably in our lifetimes. And right now is the best time to try to move money from that IRA over to that Roth IRA. Um, uh, These tax cuts that we have right now are going to expire. They expire in the next three tax seasons. So um, there's an opportunity in these next three tax seasons to convert from your IRA to your Roth. Now, you may not want to do it all in one fell swoop because as um, Cheryl was asking earlier, you know, if you take it all out, it's going to put you in a very high tax bracket and it probably doesn't make sense. But there is a way that you can systematically move money or convert money from your IRA to your Roth IRA, um, pay the low taxes now, set it up in your Roth IRA, and then as it grows, it's 100% tax-free. Oh, and by the way, I've been talking about Social Security taxes. You, when, any money that you pull from your Roth IRA, it doesn't count into that formula that the IRS uses to determine how much of your Social Security is going to be taxed. So there's a lot of advantages and benefits from doing that. Matter of fact, Brian, please go to talktomarcus.com. Let's set up a time to talk and we can definitely put you on the right path because you are um, on the right course in regards to asking or even wanting to convert from that IRA to the Roth IRA. So there you go. All right. Coming up next, we're going to dive into some news you can use and news you can't use. You're listening to The Marcus Warren Show. A little Barry White this morning. This is uh, Can't Get Enough. song came out in 1974. Okay. Big hit. Number one in the U.S., number eight in the U.K. Barry White with that deep Barry White voice. Can't get enough of your love, baby. Should I talk like this for the rest of the show? No. Welcome back to the Marcus Warren Show. Remember that you can request your retirement playbook via going to the Warren 
Wealth.net. Okay, can't do that. I, I, my, my voice is like, I, I have a little more soprano in my, a little more tenor. Don't got that much bass in my voice. But anyway, like I was saying, you can request the Retirement Playbook, which is a book that I wrote. Um, and you can get that. A lot of good information in there. Uh, helps guide you, uh, pre-retirees and retirees, uh, through all the pitfalls that you may face during retirement. All you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net. That is warrenwealth.net. Put in your information and that book will be sent to you free of charge via USPS. Once again, all you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net. Now it is time to get into some news you can use. Well, last Friday was National 401k Day, a day meant to get people to learn more about their 401k plans, and fittingly so, because a recent CNBC survey found that a lot of Americans don't know or make use of their 401k. About 41% of people surveyed, American workers, say they don't contribute any money at all to their 401k-sponsored plan. Amongst those who are contributing, the other 50 or so percent, 46% say they contribute just as much as they can afford. About 24% of people contribute enough to get a match from their employer. So about a quarter of the people who contribute are able to get a match from their employer. Just 11% save up enough to meet the contribution limit. And 8% uh, save automatically the automatic default amount set by their plan, which is right around 4.1%. And nearly half of people surveyed don't know what investments are in their 401k. For most of them, it's one of those target date funds. Yeah, I mean, I, I see it all the time. It's the set it and forget a strategy. It's a huge issue that I talk about in my workshops about the great risk shift when people used to have pensions and then they introduced the 401k and it has been a debacle since. And what baby boomers don't understand, by the way, I need to start saying this in my workshops, this part here, Mm -hmm. what retirees don't, well, baby boomers don't understand is that they are the guinea pigs of this experiment, the 401k experiment. You know, it it, it came in through the inception of the the Revenue Act of 1978. Most companies started to use it in the mid-80s. And that basically, you know, leaves the baby boomers out there are the guinea pigs, you know, for this thing. And we already know now that, you know, it hasn't, it's been a a failure, right? It's been a failure. When they, they shifted the risk from the employers who basically had to foot the bill for the pensions while you were working and then pay that bill while you were retired and pay out your pension your, your, your pension throughout your retirement. And then even your uh, surviving spouse would still get a little, a little piece of that pie once you were gone. And now that that's gone, they've introduced this 401k, which has been a huge debacle for a lot of folks. People haven't saved enough. They don't contribute. Um, and, you know, they're going to find themselves in this retirement pinch. I was talking about Social Security earlier. Um, you can take Social Security as early as 62. And unfortunately, most Americans take Social Security early because they need it. Not because they want it, because they need it. Why is that? Because they haven't saved enough money in their 401ks or their company retirement plan. So, um, you know, Friday, that was 401k day. Mm -hmm. Happy 401k day to everybody who's under saving and 
not invested in the right things and borrowing against it and losing money and doesn't know what they're going to do when they retire and may even have to work as, as long as Diane Feinstein is working because you have to, not because you want to hold on to the power and all that stuff. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, probably, you know, a lot of people don't even start thinking about saving for a 401k until they're like in their 50s. Right. T- 10 or so years away from retirement. Yeah. A lot of reasons. Consumer society, you know, and yeah. always telling you to buy, instant buy, gratification. buy. Yeah. And then, of course, bills, kids. And, and then lifestyle design. You talk stuff. about how, you know, a lot of legislation kind of impacts how our society is designed. Um, you know, you, you've got to buy your house. You've got to have your family. You've yep. got to have the two and a half kids with the white picket fence. I don't know That's how right. you have half a kid, but you're supposed to. Oh, I don't and know. then, you know, that, that costs money. Those are expensive. You got private school, you got public, you know, public school costs, higher education costs. You got to save money for, you know, That's the right. 529 plan. People kind of neglect thinking about retirement until uh, they're too close to it. And so many surveys show the power of compound interest. And the earlier you start, the less you have to save. But, but it's but it's just happen. getting worse because even now. Um, this is the first generation of, of kids who are in their 30s who are not looking or who are probably not going to be better off than their parents were at, who are not better off at their parents were at that same age mm-hmm. because of inflation and the yeah, thanks economy a lot, baby boomers. And, and houses and, you know, all mm-hmm. of the stuff where the average, the average house now is like 400 and something thousand mm-hmm. dollars, the median house yeah. and a mortgage on that is too expensive and we, too expensive and we've seen. Inflation and all that stuff continue to tick up, but we've seen salaries basically remain stagnant and yep. wages remain stagnant. And this <laughs> is the first time, you know, in a generation where, uh, you know, these 30-year-olds are not are not as as well off as their parents were at that same age during when 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 when, when they were in their 30s. So, and then you um, think about you like know. if you're 30 now, 10 years ago, you graduated. 10 or so years ago, graduated from college. What happened then? The Great Recession. That's right. <laughs> so then you had you had that happen 10 years ago. 10 years Living later. in the basement. 10 years later, you've got COVID. You've got this inflation, you know, crisis that killed the bond market and the stock market last year. Yep. It's just like, take one step forward, two steps back. That's right. And then you can't buy a house because, you know, private equity is buying up all the, the single family homes, driving up the prices. And yeah, thanks a lot, Goldman Sachs. you are. You know, now you got to <laughs> sit back and... Just wait on that inheritance. Yep, that's true. Anyway, what else you got? Some fun stuff. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about the IRS. The IRS this month began auditing 75 large partnerships, including hedge funds and real estate firms, finally, as the tax agency tries to build its case for keeping what's left of the pot of money that Congress gave it last year. IRS Commissioner Danny Werfel Werfel said that the agency used... Danny Werfel? (laughs) Danny Werfel. That's a quarterback. Or who do you play for? That's an old Florida... Florida Gator, I think. Okay. Danny Werfel, he used to play for yeah. uh, Well, Florida now he's Gators. the IRS commissioner. I'm not sure, sure, I'm if, it's sure, it's not not sure if it's the same person. Yeah. But uh, he said the agency has used artificial intelligence to help yeah. it select companies. Uh, it's not going to name them publicly, but they average $10 billion in assets and will receive formal notices of audits in the coming weeks. So the uh, lawmakers gave the IRS $80 billion last year to beef up their enforcement and improve technology. By the way, it's not the same Danny Werfel. I figured that. Anyway. 
Part of, uh, so part of that $80 billion was taken back by House Republicans last That's year, right. but they still got $60 billion that they have to try to hold on to over the next 10 years. Yeah. And they're trying to prove that they're going to um, they, make that ROI back on it by enforcing some of these tax laws that are in existence that people take advantage of. Yeah, they're not skirt. Um Once they, they cut it by $20 billion, that really put a dent in... Um, what the IRS is is going to be able, um, you know, to audit. I mean, you know, uh, you know, yes, they are auditing. You know, some of those those uh, large you know, partnerships, hedge funds, real know, estate firms, had, and even uh, cryptocurrency owners. Hedge funds, however, uh, that stuff. Um, they have the hedge funds have plenty of money. To litigate that forever, forever, never, and we'll never see the uh, the results of that. And so the IRS will then convert uh, back to the low hanging fruit, which is the middle class, and we will always we will be the ones who are paying for um, you know yeah. this, this additional large, funding. Large problem is staffing. A lot of IRS employees are retiring because they've just been in the workforce for so long. They're at that retirement age. When you hire new employees, you have to train them on some of those complex. Uh, strategies that a lot of these large firms are using because they have those big teams and so the new employees coming in don't have that knowledge like you said they're going to go for the lower hanging fruit yep which is us people which is us anyway thank you d for the good stuff which is what we call news you can use but people want the better stuff and that better stuff is generally what everybody always waits for and they clamor about, which is the news you can't use. So I promise this is a real story and not something that ChatGPT made up. A three-legged bear broke into a Florida family's enclosed porch and helped itself to three White Claws from the fridge. White Claw is a hard seltzer drink for those who don't know. The homeowner and her 13-year-old son were inside their home. They were inside their home. The bear broke into the porch, which is an enclosed porch. So it didn't get into the house, but it broke into the porch. My gosh, it was Florida? Florida. Oh my gosh, only in Florida, by the way. The bear is known to the neighbors as Tripod. So this is a bear that lives in the neighborhood. Oh my gosh. Yes. Broke into the home, into That's the into scary. the porch. Yes, ate the fish food that they had outside next to the fish tank, and then was like, "I'm thirsty." Opened up the fridge and drank three—not one, not two, but three white claws. Hey, have you ever had a white Le- claw? Left very happy. Have you ever had a white claw? I have. Those things are delicious. They are. So I can see it. it what, what's interesting is if they had anything, if they had anything else in the fridge though, because. Now, yeah. if he bypassed he probably, yeah, the, like Bud Light. the you know, Coronas Corona. or the Stellas yeah. or, you know, mm-hmm. a nice uh, Chardonnay that yeah. was chilling in the fridge mm-hmm. and went straight to the White Claw. White Claw, Bear, come on. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. the Claw. That's of right. course he did. Maybe he thought, yeah, and he, he had three, right? Yeah. Three legs he for each three. leg. That's right. There you go. Hey. That's uh, ridiculous, by the way. Only in Florida. Only. With something like this. Only in Florida. But thank you, D, because that's... Oh, we got time for today, but that was definitely a, um, you know, a, um, a story that uh, I will never want to hear again. <laughs> never, <laughs> ever want to hear that story again. Anyway, we all know what this music means. It means we've come to the end of the show. I want to thank everyone for listening. Have a great week and please take it easy. 
on this Sunday. Thank you for listening to The Marcus Warren Show. For more information or to request your retirement toolkit, contact Marcus at 502-339-8255 or visit his website at talktomarcus.com. Warren Wealth Management and Tax Planning and WGTK are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested.